Welcome to Jesus in Therapy. We're your hosts, Kev and Jess. This is a space where we infuse the Word of God with mental health matters. So sit back, enjoy the conversations, and feel free to follow us in our Facebook group, Jesus in Therapy. Listen, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast to stay updated as new episodes are released. Enjoy. episode is brought to you by Life Options Counseling Services. If you are looking for counseling services or resources, our Christian counselors provide a rich therapeutic experience rooted in biblical foundation. For help or to schedule a consultation, reach out to us at 908-290-3550. I have the honor and privilege of sitting with Miss Joyce, Weston for this very important conversation. So let me tell you a little bit about her background. Joyce is a licensed clinical social worker. She obtained her master's in social work from Loyola University, Chicago, and is the president and lead therapist of Amaryllis Wellness Services. Joyce has over 12 years experience working with youth and families in varying communities, and her work has also provided her the opportunity to supervise, train, and evaluate staff, interns, and volunteers. Joyce provides support to individuals, youth, couples, and families to assist them in weathering the storms of life. I really like this part. She believes that the power of talk therapy is creating a narrative for your life and the future that you desire. Having personal experience Joyce specializes in working with women and couples dealing with infertility, and I believe that's what makes her so uh, special to this population. So without further ado, here is the conversation between Joyce and myself. Enjoy. Well, thank you, Joyce, for joining us today on Jesus in Therapy, and I was drawn to your Instagram profile because some of the things you were talking about was dealing with uh, infertility issues and things regarding just, you know, couples who may be struggling with trying to have children and things of that nature. So I said, you know, this would be a great topic to have a conversation about. So welcome. And uh, tell us a little bit about who you are and uh, your company. Okay. Well, thank you for having me. Um, my name is Joyce Weston. I am the president and lead therapist at Amaryllis Wellness Services, Inc. in Chicago. We, um, well, I've been in practice, private practice since 2015. Um, and so I've been doing it full time for the last couple of years, though. Um, I have been in the social work field for forever. I have both my bachelor's and my master's in social work. And so I did a lot of administrative work for years. And then I realized I wanted to go more back to direct practice. And so one of the major um, things that I focus on in my practice are women and couples that are dealing with infertility. And that was birthed out of my own personal experience with infertility. So in 2014, um, I was diagnosed with um, my husband at the time and I had been trying for about six months. 
And when you are over 35, they tell you that that's, that if you don't get pregnant within six months to try to find out what's going on. So first I had to advocate with the gynae that I had because he was like, oh, just wait. And I was like, nope, I'm over 35, I'm not waiting. And then had some tests run and discovered that I have some issues with my fallopian tubes. And so just going on the journey of, and I had had a miscarriage prior to that. So going on the journey of, you know, trying to build your family and you think I've done all these things right, right? So I have, I went to school, I got married, I, you know, did everything right. <laughs> and then to find out that you can't, you know, get pregnant easily or without help is devastating. Um, and so once I was able to, and I'm still on the journey in one shape or another. Um, and so what I wanted to do was provide support to other women and couples that are dealing with that, especially women and couples of color, because that's not something we really talk about in our community. I think your story is amazing. I don't think um, too many people tell their story. And I find it interesting how you pointed out you did everything right. And then you decided to go into this place where you you were like, you know what, I need to advocate for myself because something's not right. So you, mm -hmm. so, and I don't think I even knew that like at the age of 35 that we should, that we, if we're 35 and we need, if we are having trouble with infertility, you, do you recommend that we start to seek out help? Yes, that's, that's just kind of the, the rule of thumb in the medical field. If you're over 35 and you've been trying for more than six months, then at that point, you probably do want to talk to your gynecologist or get referred to a reproductive endocrinologist to find out what's going on. And sometimes it just takes time and it's nothing, which is amazing. But other times it can be fibroids or some other issue that is a barrier for you. I mean, unexplained infertility is a, is, an, is a diagnosis. And so sometimes they can't figure out what's wrong, but sometimes they do. And sometimes it's a male factor issue. And so they encourage both, um, both of the um, male and female partner to get checked. Mm -hmm. It's definitely something that we don't talk about. I think oftentimes in our community, just in general, not even in the church, there's a sense of Black women, they're super fertile, right? And so when you are having issues, it's easy for you to start to feel less than and you don't really want to talk about it. But then in the church, when you do bring it up, oftentimes people are like, oh, it's because you haven't prayed hard enough or just keep believing and, you know, look at you know, Sarah, or they'll start giving you, you know, examples of people in the Bible, which of course, you know, God is the same yesterday and forevermore. So of course he can get a, you know, you know, he, his hand has to be on it. And so, yes, we should be praying, but also he's the same God that created all this technology and doctors and all these things. And it's okay to go and get tested and it's okay to get treatment. I think oftentimes people, I've heard some really hurtful and frustrating things um, when people start talking about IUI or IVF and getting some reproductive assistance, you know, they've been told that they're trying to play God. Um, one person said to me that, you know, IVF is you're trying to create a designer baby. And um, I was just taken aback because I'm like, you go through, you can go through all of these things and take this medication that um, shifts your hormone and your mood and you have to give yourself shots every day and all of these different things and you can go through all of this and still not end up with a viable pregnancy or a baby you know and so God's hand has to be in it either way and so to tell someone that 
they are dismissing God because they go and get treatment is, and you know, it's a horrible thing to say to someone, especially if it's yeah. not something that you understand. So, so talking about that, you know, uh, you mentioned several things. So what are some of the options that couples have if they, if they do find themselves in this situation? So you definitely, like I said, can start with your gynecologist or a rep- and they'll typically refer you to a reproductive endocrinologist and you get tests done to find out, is it something that's hormonal? Is it something with your tooth? Is it your egg count? They start with just bla- basic blood tests, right? And so um, you are able to find out, is it male factor? Is it female factor? Some couples have issues with both. There are sometimes procedures, uh, medical procedures that one or both of you may need to have. Sometimes it's just a matter of taking a medication that helps to increase your chances of getting pregnant. Other times it is a matter of, you know, you may need some some further assistance in terms of in vitro fertilization, or I can't remember what IUI stands for, (laughs) Um, but there are different procedures that help. Like the doctor will, you know, take your eggs from your body and then take your husband's sperm and put it together in a petri dish and then create the embryos. They follow the embryos to see how they grow and then you either freeze them or you transfer them back into the uterus. Because like for me, I have issues with my tubes. So I need so that bypasses the, the tubal issue, right? And so I um so there are options. It just depends on what your diagnosis is. So how can we as a community support support women and and couples who are uh, going through this. Um, Maybe they are uh, going thinking about it or um, maybe they they're you know just grieving because they have been trying. Like what support services do you think we can provide as a community? I think just giving the space to talk about it but also being sensitive in your responses. I have talked to some people who I wasn't initially I wasn't open about my miscarriage at all but I've talked to other people I've shared with family members and friends that they had a miscarriage and were like you know and the response was like oh well at least you can get pregnant or it wasn't a real baby you know those just insensitive things um that is you know you you have to think about how that lands on someone's ears or when they're talking about their desire to have kids don't tell them well you can have my kids you know that kind of stuff but just being mindful of what that person may be experiencing and giving them space to talk about where they're at I think in general especially in the church we struggle with allowing people to acknowledge where they're at in the moment it's like even outside of fertility, you know, stuff. If you say, I'm sad, then somebody's automatic response is, well, the joy of your Lord is your strength. You're right, it is. But right now, I'm sad. (laughs) And hear me out, okay? So I can tell you how I feel or process where I'm at. And so I think just listening is so important. So often we want to respond. And in the church, we're, we're quick to hit you with a Christian cliche. But sometimes it's just a matter of, listening and encouraging you know and no matter what route a person decides to take be supportive of that because coming to that point is not easy nobody thinks 
in order to have a family that I'm going to have to go to the doctor and take all this medication and then be put to sleep for them to remove the eggs from my, like nobody thinks that that that's not how you envision having your baby. It's like, you know, my husband and I are going to have a little fun tonight, you know, set the mood. That's how you envision getting <laughs> pregnant, not having to, you know, have five people in the room with you in this process, right? So just being sensitive to whatever somebody is going through and knowing that whatever decision they made, it's, it's, you know, it wasn't an easy decision to make and they need to just be supported. You know, they don't want your opinion. If they shared it with you, then clearly they trust you. And so just support that. And if you don't have something, if you don't know what to say, say, I don't know what to say or say nothing or ask a person, what do you need from me? Um, and then just understand that it's different paths to motherhood. And for some people it's adoption or fostering and some people decide to get treatment or other things. And so just you know, again, just being a listening ear when they come to you is important. Okay. And, and so, so when you were going through, I think, first of all, that's just excellent advice. Uh, being a listening ear and just being supportive of whatever their decisions are for them without any like condescending responses and just kind of being supportive there. I think that's great. So what, what were some scriptures that, or a scripture that, you know, you felt got you through some of the, you know, really touchy times or you know difficult times so my favorite scripture is um 27 13 i would have lost hope had i not believed that i would see the goodness of the lord in the land of the living so mm. that's just been <laughs> one that i just continue to stand on no matter what i'm facing because i've also dealt with the loss of a parent and just other challenges and um, been divorced and so life is always happening to us and I just want to believe and there are moments where we feel like I can't go on or I can't believe this is happening but I just always have to remember that God is good um, and I'll, I'll see his goodness I don't have to wait till I get to heaven to see his goodness I will see it here on earth mm -hmm. so, and so uh, I love that scripture I'm going to actually I wrote it down so I can refer to it later and so, so what are you working on now? You have such a, a, a special, not specialized niche that you're mm -hmm. in. Is there any, are there any projects or anything your, your counseling center is working on uh, at this time? So I am in the process in, in this, in this COVID impacted world that we live in. I am in the process of re-envisioning everything um, in terms of my business and you know my personal goals and so definitely this will continue to you know working with women and couples that are dealing for with infertility will continue to be you know part of what I do and so I but I'm working right now to um, launch a new website and really just reaching out and doing um, more stuff and blogging and just educating people every opportunity I get and providing support at every turn and um so I'm just I'm, like I said I'm just in the process of rebuilding and seeing what does this look like I already do a lot of work um in in and I serve in ministry as well but I do work with the church in terms of providing counseling services at you know to some ministries or to some pastors um and so just just really focusing on you know being a a, a good resource to the communities that I serve Awesome. And, and so how, how can people contact you if they, if they want to reach out to you for um, any speaking engagements or just to see about your services? 
So I am on Facebook because like Ryan said right now, I'm, she's literally like I went to the website and it's down. So she's literally in the process of rebuilding my website. But I'm on Facebook and I know the um, the name of my business is hard to spell. So it's Amaryllis Wellness Services. It's A-M-A-R-Y-L-L-I-S. So Amaryllis Wellness Services in the flap. So the my business is named after the flower Amaryllis um, because it symbolizes strength. And so that was just really important to me. And that's what I always want anybody that I work with to remember that no matter what you're dealing with or what you're facing in that moment where you feel weak or down, that there's strength within you. And then especially for those as, as Christians, right? We don't have to rely on our own strength. And so um, that's just, that's how you can reach me. And I'll just continue to be I'm on Facebook and Instagram and I'll be blogging soon and all that good stuff. And so I plan to amp up my marketing. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So when your website launches, you have to let us all know so that oh, we yeah. can all go and, and we can leave reviews and we can, oh, we can actually go to your Facebook page now and like it and, mm -hmm. um, you know, get more exposure for, for all the great work you're doing. And thank you so much for the information you share. This is a topic that I am really excited to present to the world so that we can have more conversations about it. And like you said, so that we can start listening more to the people around us mm -hmm. and uh you know they're going to through because listening is a form of providing support and it Absolutely. helps others to heal you know Absolutely. just listening yeah and i'm excited i'm sorry i didn't hear you i said i said you're phenomenal oh thank you're you doing a lot of good stuff that's great <laughs> I was just about to say the same about you. I'm super excited for you and, um, you know, launching your podcast because this is so important in the church. We feel like we can pray everything away. And so to really champion Christians that it's okay to pray and go to therapy, like you're good, right? God created doctors and therapists and, <laughs> you know, I like it. Yes. So like, we don't, we, in the church, we don't tell people, you know, don't take your insulin, believe God. And so the same thing goes for our mental health. <laughs> like if you're depressed it's okay to see a therapist we can believe god and get some extra support so i'm excited for the work that you're doing too thank you so much thank you so much and so we will be pointing people towards joyce to reach out to her for any questions and just counseling period because she is a licensed counselor so thank mm -hmm. you again joyce and we we uh look forward to the stuff that you're about to put out into the world and i know god is with you because your story you are a survivor and you're here yes thank you thank you for listening to another episode of jesus and therapy listen healing is always available with jesus christ and therapy can yield amazing results please share with a friend and subscribe and be well Thank you.